We're your hosts, Alexa and Melissa. Thanks for joining us. Hi, everyone. We are so thrilled to bring you our next conversation with the owner of Cake Bake, Gwendolyn Rogers. Melissa and I have been looking forward to this conversation for a while now. And let me tell you, if you have never met Gwendolyn before, she is such an inspiring woman who puts her whole heart into her business. She shares with us her journey to starting her empire and how facing a variety of challenges along the way has never stopped her from doing what she loves. We had the chance to get all the feels when visiting her Carmel location, Cake Bake, which was just recently decorated for Christmas. Her restaurant is absolutely stunning, and we definitely felt like we stepped in a fantasy world when opening the doors. Gwen's attention to detail and drive to always pushing herself and making things better are very evident in everything she does. Her story is very inspiring, and her passion for baking and making people happy is contagious. I urge you to visit Cake Bake next time you are in central Indiana, because I know your experience will be magical and unforgettable. Without further ado, please enjoy while I finish my delicious cake. Hi everyone. So today we are so excited because we have Gwendolyn Rogers with us. Say hi, Gwen. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for being yeah. on. And for Gwendolyn, do you prefer Gwendolyn or Gwen? It doesn't matter. Okay. So for those I'm of happy our to be here. So thanks for <laughs> thanks for having me well, on your show. We are excited. We're to have thrilled. You. Yes. For those of our listeners who might not know you yet, can you just kind of give a brief background of just where you've come from and who you are? Just kind sure. of your gist. Um. Well, I'm 54 years old. I have three sons that are uh, 22, 19, and 17. Um, I've been married for 25 years. I live in Indianapolis, Indiana. I was born in New Orleans. I grew up in Sun Valley, Idaho. Um, I've loved to cook and bake my entire life. Um, and when I moved here, I just started baking and cooking for you know friends and um, parents of the school that my kids went to. And oh, okay. I didn't know anyone, so I kind of had to start my life over in my late 40s. And that was my way of not being so awkward when I would go to an event or to a party. I always brought something with me oh. and everyone seemed to really like it. And I don't know, just over the years, my kids kept telling me, mom, you should open something. And yeah. um, I'm just, now here I am. So that's a here you are. short, quick of how I got here. Yeah. So now I own two restaurants and yes. they seem to be doing pretty good. Yeah. They've been doing fabulous. <laughs> yes. Um, so you've been baking for a long time, even when you were younger. Mm-hmm. Um, so when did you first start like moving way, your way around the kitchen, and when did you think like this might be something I do as a career oh, in my future? Never ever thought I would do never. it as a career ever. No. Oh. Just was always something that I loved to do. So I okay. never, and I say this a lot, and I don't want to repeat myself, but I never um, was the girl that played tennis. I never was the girl that went to yoga. I never was the girl that had like all kinds of free time that I didn't know what to do with myself. Um, I worked all the time, even when I was raising my kids. I always had um, something to do. All you know, I didn't. I always had to keep myself busy. And I, because I loved to cook so much, that was my happy place. That was my therapy. That is the place that I felt the most comfortable. And when it came to me having to make money so that we could buy groceries I thought what do I want to do that, that I what can I do that is something that I really enjoy and it wasn't just a hobby it wasn't like oh well I'm gonna do this because I like it it yeah. was something that I really had to I mean we were in a point in our marriage in our lives that 
um, my husband didn't work for a while, and okay. we, I had to figure out a way, well, how, what, how can I contribute? And I knew that that was something I was good at, and I knew it was something that I enjoyed, and I figured if I was going to have to do it, then I wanted to do something that I liked. And that's, wow. that's when I knew I had to kind of step out of the comfort zone of just doing it for myself and, mm-hmm. you know, just for my husband and my kids. Um, but they were always great supporters of anything that I decided to do. So if I would make something they didn't like, they would definitely tell me about it. Um, <laughs> kids are honest like that. Yeah. And, and I have hundreds of cookbooks, and every time I made a recipe, I, if I tweaked it or um, if they liked it or they didn't like it, I would write what date it was, where I was, when I made it, who was uh-huh. in the house, who sat at the table, and what their opinions were. So I can look back, and I've got recipes that are... 25 years old and I'm like oh my god my husband and I were just dating and and he either hated that spaghetti that I made or and I remember and I used to write down comments of what he would say and I have quotes of things that he said back 20 you know it's 28 years ago wow so it's kind of fun to look back and and I forget what I wrote in but I'll look at a recipe like oh yeah I remember that one time I made that one thing yeah and I'll find that recipe and it has the notes in it just when I sit there for 20 minutes it makes me cry because it brings me back to that time of that period of my life which is totally different than what my life is now yeah so it's it's kind of like you know when you listen to music and it reminds you mm-hmm. you hear a song when you were in high school or when you were yeah. in college yeah and it takes you back to that time so all the recipes that I have when I look at them it, they'll take me back to like it was yesterday yeah so, so that's kind of neat so not just like a cookbook but a memory yeah. book yeah yeah. yeah yeah and so what kind of geared you from because it sounds like you made lots of things like when you mentioned spaghetti so what mm-hmm. kind of geared you towards like heading towards cake bake like just focusing on cakes you know what I mean like heading you know, towards it, just it, the that dessert. was not really a conscious decision either okay. it was um, if you invited me to your house for dinner and I, I always brought something uh, and if you asked me to make a salad I would say well you know actually can I just bring dessert instead I was more comfortable making desserts than I was okay. making salads and maybe it's because I just didn't really want to eat a salad right. really, really <laughs> well yeah to make what I wanted to eat right. and if I really if I found a recipe that I thought well, you know, I've never really had the occasion or time to make that one specific thing. If you invited me over, then I was like, oh my God, now I can make that one thing I wanted to make. And then then I would do that, and if it turned out great, I'd bring it to the party, and just kind of everybody was my guinea pig at the party. Yeah. And they were all the, then they would tell me whether or not it was good, and I knew the second I could look at their face, right. I didn't have to say anything, and I thought, okay, you know what, I'm going to make a note, when I get home, I'm going to write down that, you know what, it was a success. And Such I did that for idea. years and years and years, and then... I don't know. Now I have a, you know, it's a, it's a foot and a half high of recipes that I've compiled. Yeah. I feel like I'm bad at like keeping recipes that no one liked. I'm like, why am I even <laughs> keeping these? With I keep me? the ones that no one likes. You know, I just, because then 20 years later, 30 years later, you look back and you don't remember whether or not you liked or not. True. You're like, I think I made that. that <laughs> That's <much> true. But <laughs> then if you keep that and you have a note on it and you're like, oh, that's I'm right. And, but then this. maybe your taste changed that's over true. the yeah. time. Yeah. And now that's you true. might like it. You might want to make it just a little bit different. So I hold That's on. That's true. I, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I had a subscription to Bon Appetit magazine when it first started. Oh. And over the years, my husband and I would move from place to place, and I would always bring my Bon Appetits. And then the last place we moved, he was like, you know what? I'm just so sick and tired of hauling these things around. We should just throw these away. Because you never look at oh. them. I'm like, oh, little do you know. Like, I look at them all the time. Right. I just thumb through my rip out pages right. that I liked. And um, I was so grateful that I kept all those because I had hundreds and hundreds of them. It's yeah, awesome. they have you know spill marks on them and tears and they have yellow and makes <laughs> it all kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. oh, that is awesome. <laughs> so we would love to hear about your the story about your first cake 
contest that you entered oh, into. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, well, that was fun on a lot of different levels because <laughs> um, I entered it. I found this thing online. Okay. And um, I thought, well, what the heck? I have nothing to lose, right? So I might as well. So I sent in, you know, my recipe. I sent in, you know, what I liked about the thing that I was making. And I thought, well, you know, I've, I think I'd, at that point I'd never been to London. So I thought, well, what the heck? You know, it's at the London Cake and Bake Show. So why wow. not? I'll go ahead and apply. Um, never in a million years thinking I would hear back. So, of course, I get an email back, and I get very nervous and very excited, and I thought, oh, gosh, okay, I can't, okay, the fun, yeah. right? Yeah. So now that I heard back, I thought, well, how the heck am I going to get there? Because I didn't have the money to get there. Um, I didn't know how I could afford to stay there. Yeah. And how was I going to make a cake there? So I had all these little things that I had to conquer, which I kind yeah. of like. So if you give me a challenge and you give me something that I have to figure out, I love that. So... Um, Without even getting into it, I knew that I had miles on a British Airways Visa card. Okay. So I booked a ticket to London oh. without even getting in. And I'll never forget, I told my mother-in-law oh. that, and she's like, well, you're insane, and you can't afford to do that, and that just doesn't make any sense, so you don't do that. <laughs> and I thought, well, you know what? Okay, now I'm going to do it, because yeah. you told me that I shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because it makes me want to do it even that much more. Right, yeah. And so I already had a ticket, and... Um, the, one of the uh, the company that helped me design my logo now, because I went through a few oh, versions okay. of my logo, um, that company is called Ignition, and they just so happen to do a lot of advertising here in Indianapolis. Oh. And they also have an office in London. So Claire said, well, you know, I have friends in London, and I know a lady, you can stay at her house, and you can use her well, kitchen. And so perfect. that kind of just seamlessly worked out. Yeah. So there are a lot of things, I think, in life that if they're meant to be, then it, it just kind of flows, and it's easy, and it's not... Um, no, I think sometimes if it's too much of a challenge, then you have to question as to whether or not you should be doing it or not. Yeah. But I think if it just becomes meant to be, then doors open. Yeah. And that door opened for me. And then um, I, in that last email that I got, I had to send um, photos of the cake, what inspired me, um, what made it different than anything else. Yeah. And the cake that I entered was the cake that I made for my nine-year-old son, who now is 22. Oh. Um, in the middle had marshmallow, but I removed the marshmallow part because when I made it for Baxter, it was very soft and wiggly, and I thought, well, I can't transport that from a uh, kitchen in London to the Earl's Court Convention Center, which um, is now why my chocolate cake is called the Earl's Court Chocolate Cake, because oh. I named it after the convention center okay. as to where that was. So that was the first contest I, en I entered, and it worked out. And I met Peter Sidwell, who was the um, judge at the time. I didn't know who he was. Um, but he was a judge on Britain's Best Bakery, so he was on oh. TV every week in London. So when he entered the expo hall, people just went berserk. And I thought, oh my God. So I was so nervous. My legs were shaking. Yeah. Um, it was great, though. Did you, have to, did you have to, like, bake it in front of, like, people? Or no, did I had, you get to I bring it, it? You brought I, it? I baked it at the house that I stayed in. Okay. Um, I ended up getting, um, on my Visa card, I had a con I had enough miles to get a companion ticket, so I brought my son, my middle son with me, who at the time was nine, and we stayed up in the attic of, the, like, the pitch roof of this yeah. London house, and it rained every day, and there was a skylight, and we would lay in bed together, and, and we snuggled, and yeah. it would rain, and I would, um, hmm. the next day, I would... I spent all day in the kitchen, and it was a tiny little Celsius oven. It was one little square, oh. so I could only bake one cake layer at a time. Oh. And she did not have a mixer, so I had to beat everything by hand. Um, I wow. also brought all my ingredients with me. The only thing I couldn't bring was buttermilk, and I had a very hard time finding buttermilk there, so I had to buy yogurt and kind of make my own. I added yogurt with a little bit of milk, and I tried to figure out a way to hopefully my consistency wow. would work out. Yeah. Um, 
I made two cakes, but I, each cake has three layers, so I had to bake six different layers. And I was in the kitchen all day, and the family that owned the house stayed with me, and they opened Aww. up a bottle of French wine, and they had two Irish setters that sat on the floor in the kitchen, oh. and they told stories, and it was very magical. It was yeah. Amazing. That is so cool. Yeah, I want to go to story. London. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I made it happen. I didn't, nobody yeah. said, hey, here's an opportunity. Right. Um, you did it. I reached out, and I kept following through and I knew it was kind of an impossible reach for me but I figured out a way to do it and, and you did, did it and when people yeah. said and no you can't you yeah. did yeah and once that happened I realized that it was good enough for that and I figured it was good enough for everyone else yeah and so that yeah. that was my first moment of I'm um, think I'm gonna do this now okay that but before that story. I didn't have enough reassurance in myself that I could sell it I mean, really? Yeah. You know, people would make fun of me. They're like, who's going to buy a cake for $100? Right. It's like, why not? I guess we're going to find out. Right. See. <laughs> I'm going to try it, and it's got to be worth my while because it's so much work and so much time. Right. My ingredients are so expensive that, you know, I would cost out that chocolate cake, and that chocolate cake is unbelievably expensive to make. Yeah. And I bring in all my chocolate from France, um, the cocoa powder is from Valrona, the um, wow. Calibo comes from Belgium. It's very, you know, and my salt comes from the Isles of Ray in France, which they only harvest three months out of the year, and that's what goes on the top of the cake. So I'm very particular as to what goes in it. Wow. I think that's what makes it taste so good. I don't know if you oh, yes. So yes, I have had it. so it's delicious. Mm -hmm. It's uh, the best chocolate cake you'll ever have. Yeah, You can't eat it without a big glass of yeah. milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, good. so good. It's so good. I need to buy my own cow. Yeah. <laughs> I want, I want my own sure, just get farm. that in caramel. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Fine. I love a dairy farm. That way I don't have to buy butter. Right. I can make my own. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah. And so what were kind of your next steps in? Like, so after the contest and you realized, like, okay, I'm going to do this. Like, what did you do next? Um, I came back home and I baked out of my house for eight years. Wow. That's what I did. Which was crazy. Yeah. And I had uh, some of the best advice I ever had was from a... Uh, guy named Brian Chandler and he said um, I know you want to open something he said but you know what why don't you get a following first why don't you get people mm -hmm. to you know see make sure that people like it yeah. and before you get it you know you invest your what are you know you take a loan out of a bank and now you're in debt and now he said you know right. you don't want to go in there and, and not know that what you're doing is going to succeed which you know I don't think any of us really know you're going to succeed or not unless you try but yeah um, that was the best advice I had so I baked out of okay. my house and um, I wasn't very tech savvy and Facebook kind of just was starting and mm -hmm. I didn't really know anything about the social media platform, which is funny because now I do all my own social media. You do? I do. Yeah. I do all of it. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I photographed everything that I made and I put it up on Facebook and I had 10,000 followers before I even thought, okay, well maybe I should wow. have something now. But it got to the point that I was crawling over bags of flour and sugar in my dining room. And my kids would open the fridge, and there's butter and eggs, and that's it. And they're like, Mom, there's they're no like, food Mom. here. Yeah. So then I moved the refrigerator out into the garage, and I bought a new refrigerator so that that would hold oh, the butter wow. and eggs. And then, then the inside one became more butter and eggs. And that's so funny. I thought, well, maybe I'll just open a kitchen somewhere. And so that's kind of how it started. Okay. I wasn't really going to open up a restaurant. Oh. Because it was too big of a thing to bite off. I thought, you know, maybe I'll just start, I'm going to start small and I'm going to do little baby steps and then maybe I'll do a little kitchen and then people can come and if I make something, they can just come up to a counter and buy it. Gotcha. So I never really thought, oh, well, I'm going to open up these, you know, big, huge restaurants. It, it wasn't like that. It yeah. very, um, baby step all the way. Wow. You know, which I'm glad I did. I mean, this one yeah. took me five years. I didn't open the second one until five years after I opened the first one. Wow. So 
So what was one of your biggest challenges when you opened Cake Bay? Oh, there's a challenge every day. Yeah. Every day there was a challenge. There was financial challenges. There was uh, staff challenges. There was um, trying to keep up um, challenge. The space was the biggest thing, I think. Um, At the time, it was huge. I thought, God, I have a 300-square-foot kitchen. It's huge. What am I going to do with all this space? Mm -hmm. Well, then I ended up hiring so many employees because we couldn't make enough cake fast enough. We couldn't make enough pie fast enough, and then we would sell out, and then people would get upset. And then there was a line out the door. I mean, it's the stuff that it's like a dream, really. Right. You know, you'd give anything to have people lined up out the door. Yeah. Um, But I think that every day there was some obstacle that I had to get over. And it was hard. I mean, it's still hard. It's, yeah. it's still not easy. I mean, you know, every day you've got something that, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I'm just grateful that people are happy and that people come here and yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. You know? So I think you're always going to have challenges. I think if you don't, there's something wrong. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, teachers <laughs> always have challenges. So, yeah. hey, there and we you go. You guys get them every day, every too. Day. Yeah. I mean, every day you get something thrown at you that you think, oh, well, I handled that already. Or, yeah. You know, it's always something. Makes you stronger. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It definitely does. And in the Indianapolis Monthly, you just talked about how you wanted to create a place where people could go and feel happy, you know, and just kind of this environment, just being here, like, you can't help but feel just, ah, you know, so how has Cake Bay given you an outlet to focus on just the positive and how's it for you just being here? Um, it's harder for me, I think, because I'm so in it all day that I don't get to enjoy it like that. I think okay. that the, um, unfortunately, I think that the, uh, the highlights that I get are when no one's here mm. and I'm with, I've got two people that help me decorate. And I think when we turn the seasons over and we stay up all night and we're here at eight o'clock at night and we stay till eight o'clock the next morning. Wow. And we listen to, you know, Broadway show tunes and we drink yeah. a bottle of champagne. Yeah. And I think that to me is the the moments where I feel the most like I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, so that when people come in the next day, they they can't believe that yesterday was Halloween and today is Christmas. And how yeah. do we do it like that? It's yeah. very Disney-like in a way, but, you know, Disney's got... Five million people to right. help turn it yeah. over. Um, right. So I think I, that's when I get the, the most satisfaction out of it is that when it's quiet and there's no one here, and I really get to walk around the space and see. It's fun to you know have it come out of your head to go onto a piece of paper and then have it be real. Yeah. I think that's and it's gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But I always feel like I have to. Um, you know, I've got to outdo myself every season mm. so I and now, now that this is up all I can think about is what am I going to do next year yeah <laughs> so even though I'm not, it's I just put it up a couple days ago it's hard for me to enjoy it because I look at you know I look around I'm like okay well next year I have to that's got to be better and I have to do mm. a better tree and a better planner and a better you know more beautiful decor has got to mm-hmm. I got to come up with a better theme and what's gotcha. my theme going to be because I want people to always want to come back and have a different experience every time oh. I come here Okay. Um, but one thing I do love is that the Broad Ripple shop is in a house. And I always yeah, wanted yeah. to have an extension of my home because where mm. I started was out of my home. And I fed okay. people from my home. And I think that that home feeling, it, it fills your soul on so many levels. Yes. That mm-hmm. It's comforting. And you, you say you get that oh, feeling. Yeah. And you get that when you're home. Yeah. yeah. And it's not a normal restaurant because this one I, I designed to look like a house and my ceilings are different in every room. Some are pitched, some oh. have beams, some are mm-hmm. a little bit different. The ceiling heights change. 
And I did that on purpose because I wanted it to feel like you're in a house. Oh. And even though it's attached to a brick building, it has a house facade on the outside. Mm -hmm. It looks totally different on the outside than it yeah. does when you walk in the doors. It's got, mm -hmm. um, it's a little more approachable on the outside. You come oh, in yeah. and, and it, it looks, you, it's unexpected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I did that on purpose. I wanted it to be bring you, you know, draw you in to the point that everyone would feel like they could come. Yeah. And then once they get in here, they never want to leave. Yeah. I don't want to leave. <laughs> I'll just leave my kids at my sister's. Yeah. <laughs> I have high chairs, so you yeah. can bring all yeah. the kids are welcome. Vintage high chairs. Yeah. Those are so cool. And I have coloring paper that I made, and I had color oh. pencils that I made. and that so, so good to know. It's, it's all about family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So one of the coolest things is that you were featured on Oprah's O List. Oh, so how Oprah. did that how did that That's even crazy. happen? And like what happened? Like how did how that did even that occur? And um, well, I made it happen. <laughs> she was on my list, and I knew it that was something so... I wanted to do. And wow, um, I know I, I can't. I'm going to show you this, but you can't see it. Okay. When's this? When does this air? When next this, week. Whatever. Next week. Yeah. 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 And it airs next week. Yeah. So what's today? Okay, so I can Today's the fifth. So I just made that list. Oh my gosh. So it's not the O list. It's the favorite that, things list, which is, is her favorite incredible. things of the, end of the year. So I just That's made, this, this is what I was doing oh when I was upstairs. So I have the cover of the magazine and then the O list, um, or the favorite things Congratulations. logo. Congratulations. That's amazing. That is, so I'm printing, I made Such this Such an poster. honor. Oh it's huge. Oh my gosh. Um, we're going to be on Rachel Ray on Thursday. Uh, Rachel Ray? Oh my gosh. Oprah and Rachel. Yes. Yeah, so um, we her favorite things. So we're on that the is, favorite things list. Oh for 2019. Gosh. That is so is incredible. Huge. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. So that, how did that even happen? Like, what, oh, how, I reached how do you out, even I, do that? Okay, so how do you do it? That's, right. that's a good question. Like, so you get on, you find, like, who makes her magazine? Who, who publishes the magazine? Where is it based out of? I mean, I Googled everything. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, it's Hertz.com, yeah. right? So I get on Hertz. I send in inquiries. I'm like, who works with her? And I find out Adam Glassman is her style editor. Um, he does all of her stuff. He helps her with everything. So I find a way to get in touch with Adam Glassman. I send him an email, but of course I don't get to him. I get to like five assistants right. below him. Right. But I got in the, once I got that email, then I knew I was in the door. I mean, you know, at least I yeah. knew I had an opportunity. Yeah. Um, because then I knew I could send them a cake. And then maybe five people in the office would try it, which is exactly what happened. So out of those five people, there was another assistant that came down and said, hey, that was was actually pretty good. Where'd you guys get that from? Where'd it come from? Well, so then that person sent me an email and said, well, we're working on the O list. Or no, they didn't even tell me that yet. Why don't you send another round of cakes? We're having a staff party. So I sent five different cakes for a staff party. Wow. Out of all that staff, that's when I got an email saying, okay, we're working on the O list. We would, um, were interested in these three cakes that you sent. So I sent three more, but they had a special look because it was for spring. So I had to come oh. up with something that would fit with their color scheme. Um, and I don't know if you if you look at the page, it's um, everything's kind of got a green, yes. kind of, uh, light yellow. Everything's very pastel. So what would what pastel-y thing could I come up with? And that's where the Oprah's mint yes. chocolate chip cake was born with the pink flower. So I came up with a million ideas. Like what kind of one had butterflies? Yeah, yeah. One had um, a bunch of it was like a creamy yellow with a bunch of little flowers on top. Um, what was the other ones that I did? Anyway, I came up with a whole bunch of other ideas, and then the, and then it was the mint cake, and then the peony, I only put the peony on because I did the Earl's Court, which when I had that photographed, oh. 
um, with a girlfriend of mine, I went out to my garden at um, Cake Bake Broad Ripple because I have peonies there, which yeah. are the original peonies that I dug up, brought to my house until construction was over, dug them out of my yard, put oh. them back at Broad Ripple. So they're the original peonies. Oh, that awesome. I cut it off, I put it on top of the Earl's Court, and that's what got on Food Network. Oh, my um, gosh. But anyway, so I wanted to kind of duplicate that because it was such a beautiful thing to me. Yeah. It was like a magical kind of thing. And then that's what got on our list. So, so did you have favorites? No, I've never met her. Never no. met Not her. yet. No, I've never. Met, I haven't met any of them actually. I just know them via email. Okay. Yes. Well, so, someday you will. You never know. You you will. Oh well, and because you send cakes and like a lot of mm-hmm. celebrities and famous people, you know, like mm-hmm. get your cakes. And we saw you were with Hugh Jackman. Oh, oh my gosh! And you actually oh, hugged the greatest. Show. He hugged me four times. Oh. My I counted. I, I died when I saw that. <laughs> were you like, this counted. is the greatest moment? Well, when we were there, we were told very strictly, absolutely no photos. No mm. photos. He does not like photos backstage. This is like the comfort zone. There's no phones. No. Nothing. Yeah. So I had my half-sister with me, and I gave her my cell phone, and I was like, oh, God, please, please, please just, just take it. Just like, go wait right. here. And, you know, I don't know if he's going to. I didn't even know if I was going to meet him or not. So oh. uh, I just knew that I was going to bring the cake. And, of course, for me, I wanted to slow it down a little bit. Right. I don't want to just drop off the cake and leave. Right. Because then well, I have yeah. no opportunity. You want to so cherish like, you know, that I moment. I really should go set this cake up. I should. I should yeah. set it up because it's very heavy. I want to make sure it's done right. Yeah. So I get in there and then I'm like, well, you know, I really need a cake platter. So anyone can find me. <laughs> like, what can I do to to kind of just be there a little longer, right? Because right? yeah. you never know. You might walk around the corner at any minute. Yeah. So they get me a cake platter, and then I have to get a knife. And so then while I'm setting the thing up, I want to make sure it looks right. And then they're like, oh, my God, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. <laughs> so you, you just kind of got to, I don't know. I, I just, you, you have to kind of make it happen yeah. in a way that, um, I don't know, I do everything I can to... To see mm-hmm. if I can meet somebody else. And is he is he, is he as he nice? dreamy oh my as God. he he's seems? He's more dreamy than <laughs> oh. he is on any movie or yeah. interview. He's so kind, oh. so nice. So he's a beautiful person. He's he tall. Oh. Yeah, he yes. looked tall. He's, in the picture. Um, he's so nice. Oh my God, he's yeah. so nice. He smiled like he was so smiling. And that's he's so cool. You got to his do birthday. his birthday cake. No, yeah, it's it crazy. Oh. I know it was incredible. So anyway, so I had Osley take a, a photo of him <laughs> hugging me from behind, and then he hugged me again. And then he blew out the candles, and then he hugged me again. And when he oh. hugged me the fourth time, I said to the lady in the room, I was like, is there any way you can please take a photo of uh, Please take a photo. And she's like, oh, yeah, sure. So it was yeah. on her phone, and I don't even know who she is. And so she took the photo. And then I sent an email, like, you know, she wasn't going to send it to me because she was off and everybody was doing something. Mm-hmm. And I was just crossing my fingers that she would send it to me. And oh, four yeah. days later, I tracked down who the lady was, and I, she finally sent it to me. So... There was, wow. a, there was a high possibility that I never would have seen that. Right. That's so just neat. the memory in your yeah. heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, it was, uh, but good thing yeah, you stuck around. It was an incredible experience. Yeah. You know, you know. you've got to like, you got to make it happen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good to remember. <laughs> oh, I yeah. need a knife now. <laughs> yeah, I need a really big knife because this cake is really thick. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it was oh. pure chocolate, so it was oh. good. Oh. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, just, and we'll start wrapping it up. Um... Thank you so much for doing this. This is amazing. What are, I mean, so because you just opened this location, like, so in the future, are you already, because you said, like, you kind of always think ahead, you know, like, so are you already thinking ahead of, like, a third location, or are you set right now? Kind of. I think, well, a little bit of both. Yeah. I think, um, 
this one's going so well and people seem to like it so much that I think I should open in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. I would love to at some point take it global and just yeah. don't, you know, I'm still, it, it, I'm still 100% owner of my own company, which mm-hmm. is really amazing. That I don't know amazing. how I get to the next place. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just got to baby step that one as yeah. well, you know, hoping that, I don't know, whatever door opens next for me, I'm not really sure. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Well, and that's it's hard to, fun. It's hard to plan. I mean, I, I have to, you know, I have a senior in high school. I got to wait till he goes to college before I really can feel like if I'm going to, you know, open up a location in a different city mm-hmm. that um, I can travel to that right. place and be there because you have to be there. I mean, I'm here every single day. I can't imagine. I think that's going to be yeah, the hardest that would part be a, of opening yeah. multiple locations is is not only just you've got to get the right people in place to run these places because mm-hmm. there's there's so much more to it than it's not the, oh, it's sure. just not a normal restaurant yeah right? i mean the music has to be right every, every single day yeah. the temperature in the room the food has to be perfect uh, you know everything has to be perfect so yeah it's um that's a lot of work i don't know if, how i would manage that but i think right as i grow a little bit bigger and maybe you know the Oprah thing helps and Rachel Ray yeah. thing well, helps yeah. and Hello. all this Oprah. stuff kind of you know I think it, it, one door opens and then it yeah. gets to another place yeah. and so I just kind of think as I'm sl- slowly climbing the mountain yeah. we'll see where I end up hopefully on top like um, Julie Andrews and spinning and singing a song yeah. on top of go. the mountain oh. would be amazing yeah. that would be amazing yes. <laughs> the cakes are alive <laughs> just a couple so we asked some of our listeners if they had any questions for you so just a couple quick questions. Oh, so okay. our listener Madison, she asks, um, "What is your favorite cake?" My favorite your cake. Favorite. Oh, my favorite cake. Madison is absolutely hands down the hummingbird cake. Okay. No question. Oh, I haven't had that one yet. Yes. Okay. And we only make it in the summer, unfortunately. Oh, okay. So banana, what? Are... It's basically banana bread with pecans and oh, cream cheese frosting, ooh. and it's got a little bit of pineapple in there, so it keeps oh. it really moist. That sounds it's like a good amazing. summer. Meal. It's one of my favorite favorite cakes. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, and Sam asks, do you design all your cakes? Or I do. do you have like a team that kind uh, of... So far, I design all of them. You design them? Yes. Wow. I would like to have, you know, I've got a great team, but we're so busy. And, you know, we've got a production kitchen downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, they're oh. just so busy trying to keep up with yeah. the cake orders that um, nobody's really had time. I do, uh, we are going to, I kind of, sorry with my sentences. I do, and we are, and I don't really know what I'm saying. But um, uh, we're going to pair up with Make-A-Wish Foundation. Oh. And I have uh, drawn awesome. it out. So I've created a wishes cake oh. that we haven't had a chance to make yet. Okay. But um, when I come up with a new cake, I draw it out on a, um, it's kind of like an iPad in a way. And I, okay. I doodle out how I want it to look. And I draw the layers and what's in the middle and what the filling is and how it's decorated. So that's kind of how we start. And okay. then I go down there to the kitchen and we make the cake and then they duplicate it a thousand times over. Yeah. Wow. So that's kind of how we do it. But yeah, down below I have a 2,000 square foot production kitchen. Wow. That's wow. Where all the cakes and all the pies are made. So like that's right crazy. underneath us. But there's a kitchen up here as well? This is the savory kitchen. So okay. all of the oh. um, salads and soups and burgers gotcha. and Okay. No, shrimp and so all the cakes downstairs. All the cakes come from downstairs, oh. which I should probably have a video feed so that you can see because no one knows where the stuff comes from. Right, <laughs> just uh, appears. Yeah, it all comes <laughs> from here. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Lindsay, this is kind of a silly question. Yes, I but love Lindsay um, wants to know if anyone takes family photos. Oh, in cake bake. every single day. <laughs> well, I, I feel like I saw someone out her. there taking it's, pictures. Yes, well, every just... single day, probably two hundred times a day. Wow. Every customer that comes I in feel like you're going to get a huge crowd like because yeah. of the so not a Christmas question. decorations. Yes. Yeah. 
yeah. which is great. You know, the, the Christmas tree is yeah. a big hit. Yes, yeah. it's so pretty. Yeah, you. you could just move these tables. I need to get my whole yeah, well, family. Yeah, we actually yeah. did. So what I did <laughs> is I, when I put the tree there, um, which is funny because, you know, we had a table there. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm moving the table. I'm going to put the tree there. But we ended up putting a two-top right next to the Christmas tree, and now it's the most um, requested table, Oh, I great. bet. Yeah. yeah. But we, I put it in a place where no matter where you are in the restaurant, you can see it. Yeah. yeah. Except for in here, of course. That's okay. Yeah. We're on oh. the patio, so it's all right. All the details. Yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome. And just our final question that we like to ask everyone just at the end, because you're obviously really busy. You have a lot going on. So what's something you do just to take care of yourself? Like <laughs> after a long day? Nothing. Well, <laughs> nothing? I don't do anything. No, I don't. I barely. Yeah, no. No, I have to like force myself to be like, okay, don't forget to brush your teeth. No. Right. Yeah. No, I don't do anything. I should. I just don't have time. Yeah. But honestly, I don't. I care more about this than I do myself, I think. Yeah. I would rather be Your here passion. and working um, and making this better and prettier and the menu better. And I always feel like it could be better. Yeah. So I don't. And by the time I get home, I'll sit on my computer okay. until midnight or one o'clock. And then I'm so tired that then I just go to bed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I get up and I do it again. <laughs> yeah. Every day. Well, yeah. your hard work is paying off, yeah. obviously. And you need a vacation. Yeah, you do need <laughs> a vacation. <laughs> I do. And the only time I leave town is when it's a work thing. Okay. Um, but that's okay. I don't mind. Yeah. Well, thank you yeah. so much oh, for, for talking with us. And yeah. you are so inspiring. Yeah. You are. And, I mean, it makes me want to, like, go conquer the world. Like, yeah, let's do something. Like, yes. I mean, you can. It, you have so many people, I think, and... Yeah. When you, at least when you're like when you're little, or when you're thinking, oh, I want to do this, or oh, I want to drive that car, oh, I want to. Yeah. I, you know, my my mom told me once there was a somebody drove by. It's like a, a Toyota 4Runner, which was you know 35 years ago. I was like, I'm gonna have that car one day, and she's like, Oh, you'll never have a car like that. Huh? Well, watch me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I kind of like because it's yeah. It makes you want to. It makes yeah. you want to strive to be yes. better and strive to yeah. accomplish something. And I think that. You know, life's got to throw you some challenges. It's definitely yeah. not easy. I mean, none of it's been easy. Yeah. I, I had one lady right. out front um, ask me if I would take her, you know, do a photo in front of the shop. And she said, well, you've got deep pockets. And I was like, oh, my God, I started with nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, I still don't really have anything. Everything I, I do make goes back into the shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, that would maybe be the time when I look back and go, wow, that was really great, is when I actually feel like I'm making money because I give it all back you know I mean I have a lot of staff I, I have to take care of I have a lot of responsibility there's a lot yeah. on my shoulders right so I think yeah. it'd be really nice for me at some point you know maybe five years from now I'll look back and go okay that was really great I'm I feel I mean for my own self I'm now more doing it for everyone else than I am for doing it for myself which I enjoy though you know I mean I it's fun, like that wishes cake. I can't wait to make it. Yeah, yeah that's you know, amazing. It's not for me. It's going to be for you know someone who needs it. Yeah, oh, and that's so cool. It's going to make people happy. Yeah, and kids happy, and mm-hmm. that's what I'm here for. Yeah, yeah. Cake yeah. makes everyone happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it? It, it does. It does. Every occasion. Every. Yes. And everyone likes cake. Yes. There's very few people that don't like cake. And if you don't like cake, I have pie. Yeah. <laughs> pie is incredible. That's okay. Yeah, pie is really good. Yeah. Pie is great. <laughs> well, thank you for your time yeah. and just for inviting us, and we really, really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you. I look forward to hearing your show. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all, I don't know if you could tell by my lots of laughs and outbursts of giggles, but we were just tickled pink to be interviewing Gwendolyn from the Cake Bake Shop. So, 
It was so much fun. We were nervous, but we were excited just to sit down and talk with her. She was just as nice as we thought she'd be, and it makes us even more excited to support her and her adventures that she has, and how amazing that she is going to be on Oprah's favorites. I mean, hi, Oprah, like hashtag goals. So if you are interested in learning more about the Cake Bake Shop, or if you are ever here in the Midwest in Indiana, you can visit their two locations. One is in the Broad Ripple area, Indianapolis, Indiana, and their newest location, which is where we recorded this conversation today, is in Carmel, Indiana. And you can follow her, like she mentioned, on social media, Instagram, at the hashtag handle, the Cake Bake Shop. Go check them out. Look at all those gorgeous cakes. I just got done eating the cake I got when I left there. Delicious. So go check her out. Thank you so much again for listening. We love bringing you these conversations. And please follow us below.